Welcome to another edition of Stokes and Folks. I'm your host, Spencer Stokes, and we're here in the Utah Political Underground podcast studio. And I'm joined today by Steve Morris, uh, also known as Steve-O, here in the office. Happy to be here. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Steve-O. And uh, Tyler Cannon. Now, Tyler Cannon is a newbie to this project, but... um, this is a project that's coming to a, a close here next week, and so we wanted to do a little podcast about it. I've always wondered this, uh, being up at the Utah State Legislature and and listening to floor debate, um, who, who are the most verbose members of the legislature? And it's always, it, there's a couple of other little research projects I've always wanted to do, but this has been one I've wanted to do. And so I, I don't think I bullied him into doing it. I, I think I, I, I talked him into doing it in a very um, dipl- diplomatic way, but there's not another human in the state of Utah, and for that matter, the world, who has listened to more of one legislative session than Steve Morris, because he has listened to all but Tyler, Tyler has, is pitching in here at the end because we were trying to wrap it up. So how many days of debate do you think you've listened to, Steve, in the House and the Senate? Um, over 40, about 41, I'd For, say. 41. 41, yeah. consec- 41 days. 41 days. Well, yeah. well it's a 45-day session, yes. so not, not completely 41, yeah. but because they, they take off Saturdays and Sundays. Yes. But, so probably... But a lot. Let's just say that. Yeah. And there's no way to to fast to speed it up like you can do this podcast, which I hope nobody that's listening within the sound of my voice would ever speed up a Stokes and Folks podcast because that would just be uh, be an American actually. So um, and then because I I one day came in and Connor Sorensen, who's the producer of this podcast, said you know what we ought to do because I think Steve is getting weary. He, he's, he's getting depressed. Uh, he's, I think we're going to have to provide counseling for all of the time he's listened to the legislators. We ought to have Connor start or Tyler start at the end and then move uh, forward. And Tyler, how many days have you listened to so far? Um, so far I've made it down to day 43 in the Senate and I'm on day 44 in the house. So a couple of days, yeah, but those days, days are long because in the, at the end of the legislative session, they don't have committee meetings. They, they go from 9am, 8am up until f- sometimes six, 10 o'clock at night. So those have been long days. Steve, what's been your impression uh, we were talking about this a little bit the other day, but what's been your impression of listening to so much debate on the House and Senate floor? Yeah, um, my impression is really that I think that there is something, it's interesting that we get senators and, and, and representatives that talk a lot, but I, I think it's even more telling and more interesting that we get senators and representatives that don't talk at all. I think that it's as as a, a voter, as a a constituent of these people, you'd want them to at least talk a little bit. And there's been a, some people, some some of these elected officials that don't talk at all, and it's a little bit like, 
Well, know, maybe they probably, feel like their questions have been answered, though. <laughs> maybe that's that's what they. That, that's think. fair. That's fair. But the, but what we're going to do next week in in not this edition of Utah Political Underground, but the following, we're going to do a, a comparison, and we're going to rank. Uh, from most verbose to least verbose, least verbose in the House and in the Senate, and then we'll publish those findings uh, on Utah Political Underground. And Steve is a political science student at Weber State University, the Harvard of the Wasatch, and he he will, uh, along with uh, the assist by by Tyler, you're kind of like the John Stockton on this project. The, uh, the assist. Carl Malone, I believe. <laughs> what was, that makes you Carl makes Malone. Carl Malone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We, a power, a power forward. <laughs> Is that what they called Carl Malone? Yeah. A power, yeah, power, power forward. forward yeah. uh, so, so that's an interesting observation. So do you think there's actually going to be an, and, and if the criteria is that uh, you don't, you're not timing, you're not timing any committee meetings. This is only floor debate and you're not timing the speaker or the president, anything they say, and you're probably not, and I should probably ask you this, or how about the third house, the person that speaks from the third house no. at the end of each session? No, just because they do it they, every single time. Right, yeah. So um, so the so kind of the fine line between speaking a lot or not speaking is interesting. What, what's been the debate that you've heard, and then we're going to ask Tyler the same question so you can start thinking. In the debate you've heard, what's been the most interesting debate you've listened to so far? There's been... There's been a few. Um, there's been a lot of boring ones, of course, that, you know, tax stuff and housing stuff that's just kind of a drag to listen to. But then you get the ones that are super interesting, um, ones when the, where they're talking about um, my favorite one to listen to was uh, the bill. Um, I don't remember who ran it in the House about transgender people in sports. Yeah, that was that was run by Kira Berkland. Oh, that's representative. Right, that's right. Yeah, that was probably my my favorite one to listen to, uh, just because it's it's an interesting topic and um, it's it's interesting to hear what our representatives and 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 what they have to say about it. Okay, so that's and Tyler, what's been your most interesting? You okay? Before I move on, though, you mentioned to me that you. Uh, went to high school with some transgender mm-hmm. students. Yeah, yeah, I, I know a few transgender students. So I, I feel like, uh, and, and I've met transgender people, uh, the the debate, honestly, uh, it, you, you can talk about how you feel about different decisions that people make, but I think what it comes down to is the fundamental belief of, of is this person a female or a male? And if you think that, you know, you can't trans transition then your um your thoughts are always going to be skewed with your belief that these people are their biological what what they're born with instead of what they are now but you said in high school you felt like the um the girls you knew that were transgender mm-hmm. were girls and you treated them as yeah, such yes yeah, yes that yeah they are and, female and yes. i do think that your generation cuz you're you're how old i'm 20 and so what is that gen Gen Z. Gen Z is different than than a lot of people that are in the legislature that have never really uh, interacted with or been a part of um, you know this particular cultural shift. So th- that's interesting. Tyler, what what about you? What's been the most interesting debate you've listened to? 
honestly, so listening to the last day on day 45, there was a lot going on because they were cramming a whole bunch. But the things that stuck out to me the most were uh, two two bills addressing police reform. Um, one of a, like both of them were kind of addressed on how the police officers should act, how they could declare themselves in certain situations. And the two most vocal vocal that were supporting those bills were Andrag and Thatcher. So Senator Andrag and Senator yeah, Thatcher. Senator, yeah. And and Senator Thatcher has has kind of made um he's he very much um is the is an expert in policing uh and and says a lot of interesting things about it yeah. because he's been involved in that committee, law enforcement and criminal justice, kind of like you would look at Representative Paul Ray has a lot of that uh, background. So, and and Senator Jake Andreg spoke as well. Did how did those bills fare? What how did they did they pass? Did they fail? Yeah, I am, with the ones that I'm thinking of, I believe they both passed, but there was some opposition met, especially with some of the uh, like some older members of the Senate. Um, Owens, for example, that would they speak out quite verbally against any type of police reform, and it was kind of interesting to see uh, two different types of conservatives who are very com- they are very firm with their beliefs and they stand by. I, their I think guns. that's an, you said something yeah. super interesting to me. Different types of conservatives because mm-hmm. there's there's probably not a lot of difference in the conservatives up on the hill, but there are different types of conservatives. Uh, I would say that every Republican in our Utah state legislature, if you went and stacked them up against Republicans in other states, are still very conservative. But, um, okay, so police police reform. Mm -hmm. Did you, because you listened to so much, what what was your impression of the congeniality uh, of the the body? Do they do they seem to get along, Uh, Steve? What's what was your Uh, first? uh, I would say that. Speaker Brad Wilson does a great job. He is he's very likable. He's very friendly to to all of the of the representatives. And and same with with President Adams. He's actually my my senator, President Adams. I've met a him a shout out times. to President let's, Adams let's from go. our guest, Leighton, Utah. Yeah. Let's go. Um, and so I, I think that leadership, maybe not leadership is the right word, but the, but the speaker and the president are very. They're very kind, very, very friendly. They, they let people speak. They, there's no shutting down. You know, they'll even turn on people's mics to let them talk a couple minutes if they go too long. They're nice. Uh, as far as towards each other, I think that everybody has been relatively, relatively friendly, sorry, which has actually surprised me because you watch in Congress in D.C. and there's always bickering or... Rancor. Exactly. Uh, but here, there's, they're very civil. They, the parliamentary uh, procedure, I believe is what they call it, is it, it works for them. They're very respectful. They're very, they're very kind to one another. The only time that I saw any of them, any of the, the, the representatives or the senators get frustrated was when uh, other, other people were asking them questions that they thought that they had addressed in their, uh, in their presentations, and they would get a little frustrated then. You know, they'd say things like, well, if you look here at this, it's clearly stated here, or <laughs> things like that. But, but they were generally very friendly to one another. And, and Tyler, how about you? Have you found the same thing? that you, You're oh, listening yeah. to kind of the most heated time of a legislative session the last mm-hmm. few days. Uh, have, did you feel like uh, Speaker Wilson and President Adams gave the body their opportunity to speak. Oh yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with Steve on this one. Uh, both of them do a great job. 
at making sure everybody gets their voice across. They're not cutting anybody off. And it doesn't really feel like they're biased against anybody at all. Also and, a Gen Zer, right? Are you a yes. Gen Zer? Yeah. Uh, I can't get them. Yeah. I can't get them straight. Yeah, I just barely figured that out. That what, what was the cutout date? Like ninety six or something like that? I don't know, but let's yeah. just go ahead and stipulate you're a Gen Zer. What about <laughs> what about President Adams? Is he is he same way as Speaker Wilson? Oh yeah, no. President Adams does a great job. He's a like I mean he's a little bit older, so he's a little bit more reserved and he's not as outspoken. But he's still a great like he's great at maintaining order. In well, the there Senate. is, and there is a big difference controlling a group of seventy-five yeah. versus controlling a group of of twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it'd be seventy-four and twenty-eight since they're one of that one of that group, and there the procedure is different in both the House and the Senate on voting. Mm-hmm. The House is a one and done. The rules are that all bills get read three times, but but in the House they they interpret that differently. So it's, you get one vote in the house and it's done electronically. And by the way, this is the same way it happens in Congress. The house of representatives in Washington, DC is an electronic voting system, just like in, not exactly. They have to use a card they put in and and it activates. Then they push the button in the house of representatives. They vote electronically. So it relatively quick, a vote occurs relatively quickly and the speaker has sole discretion as to how long they want to leave the vote open. But in the Senate, it's a voice vote and it's a roll call vote. And so you learn the names. If you've listened to as many hours as you have of every one of the senators and each bill gets voted upon twice until they suspend the rules towards the end of the session and it's only it's read for a second and third time uh, and up for final passage i think is the generally accepted terms have you because it's video and not just audio so you're watching the video what's been your impression of just how hectic it must be for the speaker or the president to manage while they're on the phone, while people are coming up and talking to them. Have you been impressed with the, the chaos management that both of them can engage in? That's, that's actually really, really great. Like, like, uh, observation. Cause it'll, it'll go, the camera will show speaker Wilson up, up on the dais, uh, on the phone with somebody on like the, the, the phone that's on the desk up there. And then he'll also have his cell phone in his other hand. He'll be listening to the vote or, or, or just kind of listening to the people. And then he'll also have his intern or somebody, a staff member behind him that's talking to him. And he'll also have to ask the, the, the reading clerk a question in front of him while at the same time, he'll also have to manage debates. It, it, it's impressive. It's really impressive. Yeah. And, 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 and present, President Adams is, is the same way, maybe a little less chaos as far as the body goes, but he's also on the phone talking to, to, to staff behind him. And then if he has to go do something, they'll get the, you know, the president pro tem or the speaker pro tem in the house to come up. And those, those people obviously aren't as good at it as, as president Adams or speaker Wilson, but even they've impressed me too with, with their, I mean, they're not young men, a lot of them, and they're really good at multitasking, which is, there's something to be said for that. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're you're both very involved in politics. You both like politics, so um, you know having having to hear you to hear you talk about this, I can't help but think you're 
your terminology and your understanding of government has been sharpened. So to all of those people that are at, you know, listening who you want your children to understand or learn about parliamentary procedure or that, or the state house of representatives, the state Senate, just go force them to listen to like 30 or 40 hours of, of, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. of, of the body. Okay. So now let's turn our attention to um, what, and I'm going to start with Tyler on this because I'll give Steve an opportunity to think what's been the funniest thing that you've, cause there, there are times during a legislature where I laugh out loud over something that's going on. What's been like one of the funny moments that you've seen or that you, that you heard watched in the days you've uh, been watching? Hmm. Let's see. Honestly, in general, the funniest thing are the kind of little comments they'll make to each other because they're, they're going to have to get up, kind of take the time to kind of get up there, and they'll make either not usually like a derogatory comment to another senator in like the Senate or another representative in the House, but they'll just kind of make a little joke or throw a little quip at somebody, which, I mean, growing up, I, didn't, I always thought it was kind of like tight-collared, kind of uppity kind of stuff. Right. These guys are just kind of – they're all kind of friends. And that's the thing that kind of made me laugh the most is just kind of the huge collection of little comments and jokes they make side, each the other. The side stories, the, the side, side stories. comments, oh, the, yeah. the running. You know, if you're listening in in a in isolation, you probably wouldn't get most of the mm-hmm. jokes. But since you've been listening to many many hours of it, the running jokes uh, you you get because I'm going to offer mine after Steve uh, after Steve offers his. There's a few of the representatives that I know are going to get up when, when there's a bill that's maybe not as serious. Um, they'll get up and, and I know they're going to say something funny or they're going to try to say something funny. Sometimes it falls flat. But I would say that... Delivery is everything. Delivery is everything. Yeah. But I would also say that there's some representatives that don't try to be inherently funny, but they are just kind of funny. I'd say Representative Scott Chu is he's hilarious because he's you know, he's a rancher, he's a farmer, and there was one specific point I don't remember when, but he he was talking about his his ranch or his land something like that, and and Speaker Wilson was like he looked at him and he's like you live such a different life than me. And it, it was, it was, just, it was really funny to me because I was like, it, it, it's true. It, and it's really interesting. And that's also. the beautiful part about a citizen legislature exactly. actually, because everybody brings their different backgrounds uh, to the legislature. I think one of the, there's been a, there were a couple of funny moments this year, but, but one of the funny moments this year was when Senator Lincoln Fillmore had, all of a sudden started started choking kind of like couldn't couldn't get his words out it was all like um he, he just started choking he had to take a minute he had to step aside from the microphone because he was coughing and choking right in the microphone and when he came back he said i i have to apologize i i have had a sore throat and, and of course everyone's like <gasps> You know, during the time of COVID, you have had a sore throat. I've I've had a little bit of a sore throat, and because I've been talking a lot, and I've been using this spray to help you know lubricate my vocal cords, and I picked up the hand sanitizer and I sprayed it, and I just that's why I've been that's why I was choking, and I and and everyone of course started started laughing you told me a funny story about when senator Janie Iwamoto would present 
Um, mm-hmm. Tell that story. Yeah, uh, she she was presenting a bill and her phone kept ringing and it was the Hawaii Five O theme song. I recognized. It. I thought it was really funny that and 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 it went off like three or four times. So it must. Now have this, been is a, call, this is a this is a well informed Gen Zer who knows what the Hawaii right. Five Hawaii Five O theme I have, song. I have good parents. Yes, they're very good. <laughs> And, and, but she looked down at her phone. She did. And don't make me drag this out of you. What did she say? Some, somebody always calls her when she's presenting from the Senate floor. Is that, is that true? Oh, I think, I think this one was, was Tyler. Yeah, oh, Tyler was, was, was telling Tyler me. Okay. The theme song, I didn't, I didn't know who it was calling Like, her. don't exactly quote me on this, but like, I think well, there was, people are going to quote I know, yeah, you on okay. this. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Okay. But I believe it was Fillmore. Somebody was making a joke that Fillmore was calling her. Senator while she, Fillmore. Senator yeah. Fillmore was calling Senator Iwamoto because she's at home the whole time doing that. Right. Just calling her during a little thing to kind of make her keep like interrupting <laughs> herself. Yeah, Which, you know, you, in order to maintain sanity, uh, through 45 days yes. of intense political debate, controversy, uh, running bills, introducing bills, debating bills. You got to have some of that, some of that levity, but Definitely. I'm, I'll tell you what I am. I'm so excited about this project. I'm looking forward to it being completed next week and it being in our, our next issue, not this issue of Utah political underground and we're we're going to have an interview by the both of you. I think accompany the story uh, along with the you know specs, the most verbose. We'll have to come up with something f- super clever, but I think it will be something that a lot of political types in the state, and probably a lot of politi- non political types in the state, will have fun uh, watching and and listening to. So uh, we look forward to that. Thanks for joining us. The special thanks to Steve Morris and Tyler Cannon. And of course, to our executive producer, not just producer, executive producer, Connor Sorensen. And we've had a studio audience this week. And we're grateful for our studio audience, Thomas Lee. This has been another edition of Stokes and Folks. Rate us, like us. We'll see you next week.